everybody to the Indie Reds podcast. I'm your host, Joe Dilling. We tried to get a few people to come on tonight, but they have prior commitments with Dungeons and Dragons. There's a Breakout Battalion meeting, as well as a Pacers game that have eliminated three potential co-hosts. So you know what? You just get Brian and myself tonight. Brian, welcome to the podcast, friend. Good evening. Thanks for having me. All right. So we're going to we're going to do a little bit differently on the on the rundown tonight. So we're going to look at the past week. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Champions League future. And then we're going to look ahead at the festive period as it's coming fast and furious. But first of all, Brian, an opening question to get us a little loosened up. So what are one or two of your favorite Christmas movies? Favorite Christmas movies? Um, we always watch Christmas Story at my house. You know, I've got kids as most of you know so that that's a classic one if you have kids lots of humor in that movie for the kids and the adults i like it quite a lot i don't know if the charlie brown thing counts as a movie but you got to put that on the list yeah um you know i i think for a more modern movie or more recent movie i think elf is pretty good oh uh, yeah that's on my um, list as well yeah and uh yeah i don't watch a whole lot of the really really old classics you know that are the, the black and whites whatever but um those three and uh, Beastie Boys Sabotage is also good. <laughs> you, you got me. <laughs> I'm about ready to start singing it because <laughs> I can't hand it. I know you planned it. <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah. So I I grew up in a house where uh, where my dad would play White Christmas and Holiday Inn. Like, oh yeah, and there was this and there was this John Denver. Um, John Denver Christmas special thing or whatever that they had. He was in a movie and my dad was a huge John Denver fan. So like he, he recorded it on VHS and would play it at least two times a week. And that thing was worn out. And I'm, we're talking like, I think he, he saw as a VHS player, but I think the tape wore out and we're talking like commercials from like 1985. Nice. <laughs> so it was always fun to go back and watch those commercials. Uh, I don't know what this is. Is it a movie? It's a, it, it was like a, it was a made, holiday song. Nope, a made for TV movie, but those are the ones. So I'm very familiar with like white Christmas and holiday Inn, Um, but, um, George C. Scott version of Christmas Carol. I'm, I don't know. I'm a kind of a big Christmas Carol guy. I love the Muppets Christmas Carol. I even like the Mickey Christmas Carol. George C. Scott's probably the best when it's just everyone stage actor. They put it on film. Phenomenal. Um, but also Brian, you missed national lampoons Christmas vacation. Yeah. That's a good one too. Uh, that, that's uh, up there at the top of the list for me. Is your, is your, well, is, I couldn't. I couldn't take all yours. You know, I had, I had to just go up on a short list. <laughs> yeah, you you nailed it with Elf though. I, Elf's coming around. I also am a big fan of the Santa Claus with Tim Allen. Might just be my age. Go. Might just be my age. But the boys are loving it now. So I figure you'd have Bad Santa on your list. You know? <laughs> there is a time and place for Bad Santa. I actually have not seen Bad Santa too, so I can't give a, a review of that either. <laughs> All right. Okay, let's go ahead and get started. So this next section I'm just calling the past week or so. So up until Sunday, it'd been a rather frustrating week. So we drew a game we felt we felt cheated out of against Everton and drew against West Brom midweek. While we earned a point from each, it was two out of six, and I think Everton draw was the most frustrating. I'll admit, I was really looking forward to a win against Everton, probably because I was ready to sing that Merry Christmas Everton song from last year. Uh, I think I'd even recorded a, uh, <laughs> I had recorded a sample of it, um, of just Joe singing. Anyway, 
So, you know, we're not going to spend a bunch of time uh, rehashing these, this frustration, but I do want to talk about it a little bit. Um, actually, no, we're not going to talk about it. Um, because I'll you know, say one thing about go it. Go ahead. It was the least passionate Merseyside Derby I've ever seen, and I've seen a lot of them. Uh, it's it just – I think we were trying. Ever, Everton simply wasn't. It, it was – like you said, it was an undeserved draw with that silly penalty and – I don't know. Everton are, are playing better now, but there's it just did not seem like a Merseyside derby to me, not at all. You know, I I'm trying to be a better person and not be so and not be so judgmental of our players and support our players. But you know, I don't think it was a penalty, but I can't blame the ref on it because he's going at that fast pace. And I still don't think a VAR would have overturned it. Lovren was dumb. He had his hands up. If he would have tucked his hands behind his back, it would have been a completely different situation. I think his hand placement, even though we see the Everton guy jump into him on a replay, Lovren shouldn't have been that close. I don't think it gets overturned in VAR. What do you think, Brian? You know, maybe not. He did have his hand kind of on the small of his back, but I think it depends on what angle or how many angles the – uh, VAR would have so you know there's one angle from you know behind the goal kind of a you know a cop style angle where you see the Everton player kind of jumping into him yeah. and then going down the other direction yeah, if you look at from the referee's bad. angle the referee's angle looks much more like a penalty than than the other angle so you know it might be one of those that might not have been overturned I, I, I don't know I think it could have gone either way but it, it's what you know one other thing about that match is Klopp's player selection was interesting. It was. Um, I, I think he was trying to, you know, we all remember what happened last year in January. We didn't play well at all. And I think part of that was we didn't, weren't able to rotate players very much. You know, weren't very healthy. It's very different this year in addition of some new players and Salah and Ox and some of those guys and, and other players that are just doing extremely well and healthy and deep bench and all that kind of good stuff. We, you know, we do need to do some rotation, but I, I think he went for it with Everton with a rotated squad trying to, you know, squeak out a win anyway just because we're a better team, and it, it didn't quite work out. Yeah, I, I think you're right there. And uh, and he, I mean, gosh, Bobby Firmino's played a ton of games, so he had, he had deserved a break. Um, I, I, I do – I didn't quite understand leaving Coutinho out at the same time because of the his playmaking ability, which we witnessed a lot of in the Bournemouth game, which we'll talk about in a few minutes. But uh, yeah, I, I was a little lacking there, and I didn't watch the the West Brom game. It was a midweek game. I was working in the middle of things. Um, I was off starting Thursday afternoon, so I was trying to tie up loose ends. Plus, it was on NBC Gold, so I, <laughs> you you were texting yes. us because I think you were off work and uh, and your and your uh, your device. I'm not going to say anything. Had, had access to it's... the uh, to, <laughs> to to European uh, feeds. So. Yeah, it, it, you didn't miss a whole lot. I mean, it was, um, you know, them kind of setting up to to try to get a nil-nil draw from the very beginning and maybe sneak a goal, and, and they didn't, and, and neither did we. So, uh, you know, certainly one to forget. All right, so let's move on to happier topics now. Bournemouth 0 to Liverpool Football Club 4. Yes, you heard that correctly. Another shutout and four goals. So... You know, I'll admit I, I got I was able to watch the game at Union Jack Pub in, in beautiful Broad Ripple, and walking into there, I didn't I don't know how I felt. We were coming off of a couple losses. I I'll admit I was busy, so I didn't see the uh, didn't see the the team sheet before we got in there. But I was feeling good because Brian, we did the hat pull, and I got Firmino, 
and Coutinho. So I won the pot this week <laughs> on hat pulls. Thank you, Phil Coutinho. Um, so, yeah, I was feeling a little anxious. I don't know. I was thinking, you know, Bournemouth has her number. I wasn't thinking a loss at all. I was thinking more yeah, – I can see this being another draw. Um, I think Eddie Howe's a really good coach. Uh, I, I, I just don't like him when he plays against Liverpool, <laughs> to steal a, a phrase from Jim. <laughs> Brian, I know you were watching it on, on replay, but how, how did you feel about um, – how did you feel about it, especially seeing that Monet didn't get the start? Well, I actually I didn't see the uh, the lineup at all. I just came home from um, – I actually was doing some work that day. I came home and just fired up the replay and, and watched it. So it was a, I had a very strange experience watching this game. And, and I think – not to go back a step, but you talk, you got Firmino and Coutinho in the hat pole? Yeah. Is that right? I, That's I don't pretty think, ridiculous. I don't think Bobek's girlfriend uh, mixed it up very well. <laughs> no, I'm sure she probably did. So, for, I, I think most of you probably know what we're talking about. I, but we've had downloads from, you know, multiple continents. So what what Joe's talking about here is at um, Union Jack, where we all watch matches together. We put the names of all of the starting players into a hat, including some players or all the players from the other team. And uh, for amusement purposes only, you throw a dollar into the pot here and you pull a name out. And if your guy scores the first goal. You win the pot, which is usually you know thirteen, fourteen, fifteen bucks, something like that. So that, that's what we're talking about. So it's a fun thing to do when you're watching a game with a whole bunch of people. And um, what we do if it, the game ever ends up nil nil, which our games rarely do, um, if that ever happens, you leave the, the the whole pot for one of your servers. So anyway, that's what that is. But um, to answer your question, I, I didn't see the lineup or anything. I just kind of came home and watched the match. And and um, you know, Mane hasn't been that that great lately. He wasn't particularly good. Um, in, in the previous couple matches, and I think if we're going to rotate some of the front players, um, him you know, taking a game off is a good idea. And Coutinho going up into that left side of the front three is obviously a, a great idea. Um, and I had no problem with it. And, of course, the way we played, in hindsight, it was you know, the perfect move. So, so, yeah, I mean, hindsight is definitely always twenty twenty. So just going to refresh for everybody in case you missed part of the match or whatever. Um, you know, LFC saw goals from Coutinho, Dejan Lovren. Yes, Dejan Lovren scored a goal, um, Mohamed Salah and Roberto Firmino. So it might be a little bit of laziness on my part, but, you know, again, I think what we're going to do is we're just going to talk about players and then, you know, we'll take turns talking about players, but also, you know, Brian, you're going to have a chance to to um, talk about them as well. So I'd set this up for a different guest to start, but actually I have you starting. So Brian, why don't you go ahead and tell me right. how you saw Coutinho's game? I, I thought he was terrific. I, I, you know, there were some other players getting attention for man of the match. And I think Ox actually won the official award from the premier league or sky or whoever gives it out. I, I thought Coutinho was the best player on the field. I know he didn't play the whole match, but just controlled the ball so well, hit that post with the, with the beautiful free kick in the beginning, had an assist on Firmino's goal, scored his own goal, which is a, he's the oh only player gosh. on the field that can score that goal. Um, Salah can do those kind of things as well, but as um, we saw. just, just, <laughs> yeah, just typical, a great performance from Phil again. And uh, I, I thought he was terrific. What do you think? You know, I, I'm not trying to pat myself on, on the back, but I saw the way on Phil's free kick, I saw the way that the keeper was standing, and he was sitting pretty far to his right, which would have been the, uh, Phil's left. It was a huge wall, and the, we didn't have a lot of Liverpool guys in it. And it was just set up. And I, I told Jim, and Jim was there and, and sat across the table from me. I go, he 
he's going to put it upper 90 on the right-hand side, our right-hand side. And sure enough, he he does and almost puts it in, bounces off of the inside of the post. But back to the topic at hand, the dude was spectacular. I completely agree with you. Um, that, that cross that he had to Bobby's header was just pinpoint. I mean, it looked like it could have been a shot. And Bobby comes in and just changes direction. I mean, we'll get to Bobby in a minute. But, yeah, I, you know, I don't know on his goal. Saul was the same thing. I don't know if it was these guys taking it on, pulling, like, what we would consider a captain role and putting the, the game on their back. Because he could have passed that off to somebody, and they could have had a had a better angle of a shot. You see him come in from the left. He he looks once, he dribbles around, they kind of sandwich him, he pulls out again, and then he hits just a, a typical Bobby, or excuse me, Roberto, yeah, let's just say Philippe Coutinho uh, shot, and it is spot on, and it's great, and we all love it. I, I agree. I think Phil Coutinho had a fabulous match. Definitely. Sorry, so next next player we're going to talk about is Mohamed Salah. I think that Salah had another good match. Um, I don't really have anything to criticize him at. I think that there were a couple times where um, the, we were defending a set piece and the ball squirts out to the top, and I'm going, oh, come on, come on, because Salah's running at it. But then, you know, just the, the camera angle is weird when you play at Bournemouth uh, because they don't have the, uh, the – it's not up high. It's kind of a shorter stadium, so they have a different camera angle. And just, just that there was a Bournemouth player that was coming up to – intercept the ball or whatever, but you're just seeing how many times could we have seen Salah just sneak out there. And his goal too was another one of those that it was just like, wow. Cause he, he, it was, it was a lot like Phil's in that he put the, he put it on his back. He could have passed to somebody. There were guys lurking around the box, but he's like, no, I want this. And he kept going and it paid out. It paid out well. Anything else you want? Anything else that you feel like we could add on Mohamed Salah's performance? No, I, I think you described that really well. I I, I love the the camera angle at Bournemouth. I, I did too. The, the, the Anfield one now is so high up in the air, and it, 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 <laughs> I'm still not completely used to it. But I love that kind of low angle. Anyway, um, yeah, Mo was terrific. I mean, he's just. What else can you say? I mean, he's as good a signing as we've had in a long, long, long time. He really could have had three goals in the first half, and the only thing that that was missing a little bit was his finishing, and that's fine. You know, you can't finish every chance that you get, but and there was nothing the defenders could have done in those chances. He put one shot over the bar, you know, kind of a, a curler when it was still 1-0, uh-huh. and, and um, you know, another chance he had a had kind of a half chance maybe. And, you know, he's going to put some of those away and get two or three goals in a half one of these matches, and the one he had was terrific. I mean, you described it well. He beat a few players, and anytime him and Phil want to cut it inside into a change of position and keep the ball and get a shot off. Hey, no problem. It. You know, those guys can just, <laughs> anytime they want to do it, that's fine. Cause I, I, I have confidence in them not to, you know, do it five times in a row. Uh, you know, if they want to try it a couple times and it's not working, they're, they're going to give the ball up next time. Or, you know, it's not their day. They're going to give the ball up next time or a guy's ready for a tap and they're going to give it up. So um, two great goals from those guys. And another thing I liked about Salah when it was two nil and even three nil, um, you know, he was open and wanting a ball and, and, and a pass would get just uh, defender would get, just get a piece of it or, you know, a player would give it away or maybe his first touch wasn't so great or, you know, a little thing would go wrong. And he was visibly frustrated, yeah. even at three nil or, or a player would, you know, hit a shot that would go over the bar and he would, 
you know, not be mad at him, but he, he wants the ball to go in. He wants more goals. He wants the team to, you know, keep building it on the lead, even at 3-0. I, I like that that expressiveness that he has, um, even when we're dominating somebody and, and, and he wants more goals, either for him or one of his teammates. I think that's really cool. Yeah, it was great. Um, and and I completely agree. I saw that, but I didn't see it just with Salah. I think I saw it with with the whole team. I mean, hence why we had four oh, yeah. goals. I mean, they could have given up at three nil and, and just kind of and gone for a walk in the park. But you know, they were they were out there trying. It was great. It was really good to see. In all honesty, Brian, yep. Brian, next next person, your boy, Roberto Firmino. How did how did he play? <laughs> He's just he, he was good again. I mean, he does little things extremely well. He, he's I see why some people overlook him, or I, I still don't understand why people don't want him in the team, or they for some reason think he's Klopp's favorite. Or Klopp didn't even sign the guy, so Klopp is starting him every match that he possibly can for a reason, and that's because he fits this system and he fits this team extremely well. All the work he does to create space that the Coutinho and Salah can exploit and and sometimes he can himself can exploit. It was on just perfect display here. Everything he does it is an unconventional number nine. I, I I just love it. I mean, it, I love having my boy watch him play because he does all these little things so great and he anticipates so well. It's a great header on a great ball in from Firmino. You know, a lot of guys can make that header. It wasn't anything you know unbelievable. And that but, ball you know, to Lovren, but he did it well. Yeah, that ball to yeah, Lovren was amazing. That, <laughs> That ball to Lovren was ridiculous. So you know, <laughs> it, it absolutely was was uh, in in play. I thought it was out at first, yeah. But not not only just to get there and not give up on the on the ball and get there, and, and get your foot on it, keep it in bounds, put it back across. But to put it back across with the perfect weight in the perfect spot, yeah. You it, know that, that was just fantastic. It was like right in the middle of the goal too, wasn't it? Yeah, it was perfect. It was perfect, and that's. He's just—he's a very, very skillful guy. I'm just very, very happy he's on this team, and I hope we keep him for a long, long time. You know, Brian, did, I did don't, you, I don't did you know. see any of the the pictures of Lovren's header? No, just the Zill shot. No. There's some—I'll um, send you a couple, or we'll tweet a couple out. Okay. There's pic, there's um, photos of Lovren's header where Lovren is like perfectly parallel with the ground. It he's looks just like about, it. Yeah. Yeah, he's just about to put his head on the ball, and the defenders are kind of like, oh, shit, you know, and Lovren <laughs> is flying. It, it looks like a really bad Photoshop job. If I hadn't known that this was actually a goal, I would think it was like a really bad Photoshop job or something. It's hilarious. <laughs> but, you know, Lovren with a diving header, you know, who the hell would have thought that? <laughs> exactly. I mean, how, we have we have like zero goals from center backs this, this season at all, and we have lots of chances. Yeah. You know, I didn't you know, I didn't realize at first that it was Lovren. I was honestly thinking, oh great. How, otherwise, I probably excuse me. Otherwise, I probably would have thought, oh great. How are we going to miss this one high? <laughs> <laughs> I, I like yelled out, you know, to to my to Owen like Lovren diving header, and he was like, what? You know, I think he thought I was goofing around or something. Because oh, he man. stepped up to the other room or whatever, so I, yeah, the diving header by Lover. I mean that that's that's pretty crazy. Oh man, ba- ba- back to but back to Firmino. My take: I think he had a great game too. I, you know, looking at the front three, and we'll get to some other people as well. But I honestly think that that uh, that that from, that those front three, they either one any one of those three probably could have been man of the match. I think I'm gonna we'll talk about that in a minute. But I mean that's just the kind of quality that those guys were playing with on on Sunday, and it was yep. it was it was great to see. I love seeing it. I sure do. And one last thing about Lovren's goal, you know, off a corner kick. 
I, I want to see more short corners. I want to see more corners to the near post that we flick on. I mean, that, yeah. that's how we've been scoring from corner kicks lately is balls to the near post and, and little flick ons to the back post. I know this one was a bit crazy because for me, you know, just saved it and, you know, Lovren goes flying in there like Superman, <laughs> but uh, you know that that's how we've been scoring from corners lately. Who, so we who got the first keep flick, doing Ryan. that until either teams either figure it out. I'm sorry, who got the first flick? So we can call it the hockey assist. There you go. No, no, yeah, but, but, the, but who who got that first flick? On? I, did, I don't know. Oh who no, who, oh I'm sorry. Who who got it? Excuse yeah. me. Um, I th- I think it might have been Ox. You know, I actually have the match playing. I usually have the kind of match playing in the background. That goal happened like <laughs> as we were as we were talking about it. Um, hold on, I'm playing it right now. It looks like it's Wijnaldum. Wijnaldum. Okay. Hold on here. Yeah, here it comes. Corners flying in. Live commentary here. Actually, it's Wijnaldum uh, making a pass of himself and a defender with him. And okay. I I couldn't tell who it came off of. I think it might have came off of the defender, which is their number six. Either that or it's a brilliant back heel flick weird thingy from one all of them. So let's all give right. it to Jeannie. We'll give it to Jenny. Jenny with a hockey assist. Probably like the only time I really yes. noticed him. Okay, three three play just <laughs> happened. Absolutely a oh my gosh. When all of them is, you know, kind of facing the corner flag and then turns back towards the top of the box and hits it with the outside of his right foot back by the heel. Yeah. And kind of turning away from the near post. And hits it with his right heel. That that was ridiculous. I didn't realize that until just now. <laughs> but in all honesty, that was like the first time we saw him all day. <laughs> yeah, he had kind of quiet game, but he yep, was effective sure did. and did a, You know, he was fine. Yeah. All right, yep. moving on to the next next player. We're going to talk about Alex Oxlade Chamberlain. You know, I thought that he had a great match, but what made him so special for me, I think, um, was that he he was there. Like I mean, not that's kind of a, a weird way of saying it, but it, it it's kind of like a player that yeah he that was there he, yeah <laughs> he had the heart to play like uh I, there was one play where he went in and he had a beautiful tackle um we saw it on replay there's another time where he called his own number and it might have been just after he had made the tackle he popped up and took a touch or two and took a shot and it was. And if he would have uh, if he would have put it far post, he probably would have scored. But you know, with his left foot, and I think he's right footed, so you know, I can't complain too much. But it was a good shot, nonetheless. But the thing that 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 I loved the most about, uh, I'm just going to call him Shambo. Um, in this match was in the tunnel when yet another reporter is asking Philippe Coutinho about his highlight, and Ox just jumps in and says, "No, we're not talking about that. He he's been <laughs> he's given 100 percent for this team. He's a Liverpool player. You know, some other time you can talk about that. That was spectacular, and I loved it. And uh, and I think that might be why a lot of people gave him man of the match, though. In all honesty, Brian, uh, how did you feel about uh, Oxade Chamberlain? It was a great game, and yeah, I thought he was very good. I think he's starting to get uh, Klopp's system and, and feel or realize maybe where he kind of fits in when he's playing as part of a, a midfield three. I, I think Jordan and Genie both had solid games, and that allowed Ox to be a little more um, impactful, and, and he popped up all over the place. It was good on the ball. Gave it away a few times in the first half, but you know that's going to happen. I thought he was really, really solid and, and one of his better performances uh, in Liverpool shirt. So it's great to see him coming into form, especially with Arsenal looming and, and all these other games looming. Um, he's going to play a lot, and I got no problem with that. But you're, you're right about that interview. If, if those of you that are listening haven't heard about that, Joe described it good. Look, look it up. I mean, a, a reporter 
uh, from Sky Sports kind of gets on Coutinho about Barcelona and Ox stomps all over him like, no, we're not having any of that. And, you know, Phil doesn't like interviews. He's kind of a quiet guy. Yeah. Obviously, English isn't his, uh, you know, it might be his third or fourth language. I don't know. Certainly isn't his, his first. But, um, yeah, Ox took care of just a good teammate in that respect. And that was really cool to see him do. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah, that was great. All right, so so Brian, I'm not going to answer this question um, because I, I I've decided to um, not talk about this player personally. So Brian, how did you feel about Jordan Henderson? It's a game. I really think they should retire his number real soon. <laughs> he's that he's that good. No, no, he he was fine. He, he um, I think in the first 20 minutes or so, maybe first 30, um, Bournemouth kind of sat back a little bit, which surprised me and gave our midfield plenty of space to do kind of whatever we wanted to do. And, and we got the ball forward to the front three a lot. And then the front three just shredded them. But, you know, once you got to, you know, half hour mark and some in the second half, uh, you know, Bournemouth pressured our midfield and pressured Jordan Henderson a little bit. And I think he did okay. Once they got to that point, I guess it's a little bit easier when you have a, you know, a two or three goal lead when, when that starts happening. But, um, you know, I, I still think he's out of position a little bit. I still don't think he's a traditional number six. I think he's mm-hmm. more of a just kind of central midfielder type. Um, he, he was fine. He had a good game. I, I've seen and read some things about people calling it you know his best game since Leicester away recently and, and one of his better games in a long time. And I don't think he was that good. I think he was effective. He did what we needed him to do. Um, and, and I didn't really see anything more than that. What, what do you think? Not talking about Jordan Henderson. Everybody knows what I think. I'm well, just what do you think refrain. about our captain? Just tell us about the captain's performance. <laughs> you know, I, it, it was another one of those performances where you know I think he said it well. He was kind of feeling it out a little bit in the first first half. Made some bizarre back passes that you know I I didn't see. But you know, I'm not out there playing. I'm not a professional, so I'm not going to question him. You know, it, it it was a typical Jordan Henderson against a mid table team. That's that's all I'm going to say. So instead of the Union Jack breakfast wrap or like the extravagant Bloody Mary with the bacon or shrimp in it, it was more of a biscuits and gravy type thing. I want to say it was like a Bud Light Coors Light. (laughs) (laughs) Dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. Don't don't order that at UJ's uh, during during a Liverpool match. I'll take a Bud Light, please. (laughs) Um, We did get to sample uh, Sun King's Sympathy with the Devil. Uh, Phenomenal beer. I got a little taste nice. of that. Pass it around. Um, yeah, it was really good. So if you get a chance, go out to Sunking and a quick little shout out. Cool. <laughs> All right. So next player, Andy Robertson. Um, second match and oh gosh, no third match in a row. Uh, we've had Andy Robertson. I, I think it was another solid performance from Andy Robertson. He didn't have a lot to do defensively yet again, but he actually. I think he he plays a major part in Coutinho's goal because you see him and Coutinho has the ball and Robertson's flying up the flank and 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 he pulls at least a player away from Coutinho because it looks like that he's going to do it and he's going to cross it in. I I think it was a solid performance, but I think he his at speed crossing could be better. Um, I think that's probably why we saw Alberto Moreno. Um, more earlier in the season or to be a preference because his ball in was a lot better. It was, it was creating a little bit more havoc within the box. Um, Brian, what did you think about Andy Robertson? I thought he was very good. I, I think he was, like you said, he was getting forward, he popped up at center forward one time on a crazy run. He was left midfield. He was left back. He was left wing. He was on the he right side at the, one point. I remember yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> he was all over the place. And, 
more so than Moreno does. Um, and I think in a game like this against a team like this, that's exactly what we need. So I don't think we'll see him doing that against Arsenal, and we won't see him doing that in the Champions League. But, hey, he's going to play a lot. And if he keeps playing like this, he's going to be the left back the majority of our games. And, and Milner is going to play, you know, the the – the matches against teams like Albion away and, and, and we're going to save Robertson for the big, big ones because he's doing well. And, and um, I think you're right about maybe why Moreno got more of the time, but people were clamoring for, for Robertson, especially the Moreno haters. And there's many of those out there. Yep. Um, and he's done well with his chances last two games. I'm looking forward to him playing some more. Me too. I mean, I don't what know. a great what a great signing. What was he like eight or 9 million pounds or something like that? Something like that. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was a good signing. That's fantastic. All right, Brian, final player we're going to talk about, Simon Mignolet. What's your take on how he played on Sunday? Uh, he played in goal. He, <laughs> kicked, he kicked the ball. Um, you know, he, uh, people were kind of – I saw some people that were fired up about the um, Jermaine Defoe shot off the post. I yeah. actually thought he played that extremely well. Um, There's a couple angles that show he's in a really good position and forced him. And he really only gave Defoe the corner, and that's it. And he happened to hit the post. So, you know, maybe we're a little bit lucky there. But I don't know that Manuelay can do a whole lot more than what he did on that particular instance. And he was fine. He came out of his his uh, out of his net a couple times out for the ball. And, and as I'm watching the, the replay, I, I silently thought to myself, I bet, you know, UJs was going crazy when he was out there doing that. But, <laughs> you know, he, he was fine. I still personally prefer Carius, which is, you know, not an opinion that everyone has. But, yeah. um you know, he he didn't do anything spectacular. Didn't do anything really wrong. He was fine. He was just Simon. Yeah, you know, I, I, uh, he could have played that differently coming out because it's his box. He could actually do a slide take out of Jermaine Defoe and just take him out with the ball as long as he gets the ball right. It's his box. <laughs> he has to come out about <laughs> a week earlier than he does for him to be able to make that play. So and just take out the foe. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I, uh, no, I, it's his distribution for me, and I think that's what what does it the most, and that's why I think I like Carius a lot better. Um, I, I'm a lot more confident on the ball, and I think this was kind of the sentiment that was going around, is that there there were times where he held onto the ball, and you're like, okay, I would have felt a lot better if that was Carius because his distribution is better. I don't think Carius gets on on edge. Is like, oh, I got it. Oh, what am I going to do with this ball? You know, I'll just kick it long or whatever. You know, and, and sometimes you get that with Simon Mignolet. And I think we got that a little yeah. bit in this match too. Um, I I don't know where this hate for Carius is coming from. In all honesty, I, I don't know if it's it can't be xenophobia unless there there's still some <clears throat> some hatred for Germans. You know, and they're lumping. You know, I I don't know. It's just it's just well, weird. I. I I wonder that sometimes, but of course, you know, we've got Klopp around, so <laughs> true. Uh, I don't know that it's it's. I mean, look, there, there's plenty of people in Liverpool still that are at the matches that you know are war around during the war. Yeah, people are getting bombed, so you know, um, I'm sure there's some of that still happening, or at least some anti-German sentiment, and they, they love to play him in friendlies and World Cups and whatever. But I, I don't know. Uh, maybe Carrius is just too good looking. Maybe that's the deal. <laughs> and may, and, you know, seriously, that might be it. Maybe they think he spends more time on his looks. I mean, because you still still see a lot of people uh, ripping up Henderson and, and Lalana for being the Nivea boys or whatever for that commercial they did a few years ago. Yeah, you know, I don't know. May, maybe. Yeah. Uh, oh well. All right. So Brian, man, who was your man of the match? 
Well, before we do that, I got a question for you. Yes, we sir. We didn't talk about your boy Joe Gomez, and he played extremely well. Did play really off, well. Kind of going off our little list here. I, I thought Joe Gomez was great. What do you think? Yeah, I thought so too. I, I think he he uh, good defensively. I think he also played when he came forward. He played really well as well. I I, I don't have anything bad to say. I, that that's kind of one of the things. I, I didn't think it was like a. I didn't think it was a controversial topic. I thought everybody played, thought he played. You know, a good solid game. Probably a six. Yeah. You know, I know I know you guys aren't big on on rating players, but you know, I, I give. Oh, him I a, think he's at least a seven or seven and a half. I, I, I give. Mean, him, I, but the thing is, is that at right back and left back, I'll take a six, six. Actually, no, every every single back line yeah. player, I would take a six out of ten every single game. Every single game, as long as you don't give up a goal, I'm gonna be happy. <laughs> yeah, I thought Gomez was really good. I think he's better defensively than than Trent. Yeah, and, I think and his, he's certainly I think bigger. Is... He's more physical. He's stronger. Uh, you know, I want to see him at center back. More experience. Brian. That's that's the. Thing. I know you do. I want to see him at center back. I want to see him. Um, and, and we might get a chance. We'll see. Because, it, you know, it's coming up here, hectic, and Joel Matip's not back yet. So I, nope. someone's going to someone's gonna need a break in there at some point. Yep, you're right. Okay, so man of the match question. Why don't you go first? Go ahead. Okay, my man of the match, I'm, I'm going to give it to Coutinho. I, <laughs> I, it's hard not to, especially with the goal and assist and the way he played. And his ball distribution was amazing. His, his awareness of other players around him as well. It was just a fabulous game from Philippe Coutinho, and I don't. I'd be hard pressed to say anybody else. I can't argue with that. I completely agree. I mean, the, the only thing that could have taken it away from him is is if Salah finished another chance or two. Yeah. Um. In, in the first half, and he did have a couple of them. They weren't easy, but um. Yeah, Coutinho was terrific. So it's. Gosh, I just hope we have some chance of hanging on to him. And I, I know I'm. It's a can of worms there, and, and maybe it's. You know, kind of, kind of pie in the sky, dreamland for me to even talk about it. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. What he's been really, really, really good the last several matches, and I feel good about you know him and you know starting and playing well the next game too. And Klopp took him off, which is great. So he didn't do that. We I mean, were beaten. Who was it? Three or four nil, and he kept all these guys on. And yeah, it was good to see him take Coutinho and Salah off yesterday. I think that's exactly what he should have done, and, and that's going to help us against Arsenal on Friday. Yeah, it was good to see the dire wolf out there though too. John John Snow, Danny Ings. There you go. Yeah, yeah, he was out there. He ran around. He did some soccering. Yeah, he did some yep. soccering. Lalana had a had a header that he he probably should have put away, but whatever. Yeah, he good. probably should have. No, I was yeah. going to see Lalana out there too. I'm glad he's back, um, yep. being healthy. And and you know, I might not rate him as highly as some, but uh, but you know, you still want your players to be back and healthy and playing and being available when you need them. Absolutely. Okay, so uh, so anything else you want to talk about from the match? Um, just one other thing. It's kind of a funny story. So oh, I mentioned I have, I have earlier, too, so earlier that I kind of had a strange experience watching the game. I didn't really explain it at all. So, um, as you know, I, as I said earlier, I was watching the replay. So I recorded it and I got a message from, I think it was from Jim and, and, and we trade messages all the time during games. And <laughs> you guys are very, very polite as are all of our, our friends that, you know, if someone's not watching, watching the match or you kind of announce everybody, Hey, I'm watching it later. You know, they don't send you updates. They don't send you, you know, can you believe that shit? Text messages or, <laughs> you know, that should have been, that was never a penalty. What the hell? I mean, we just don't do that to each other. It's very nice that, that we don't. And But I did see a, a message from one of you guys, and I think it was something about, I, I, I like, try not to look at it, but I, I glanced. Something about um, clean sheets and something, I, I thought it said something about comebacks or, like, blowing leads or something. 
So I was watching this game thinking, oh, no, you know, we're going to have a lead and then we're going to blow it. So I'm, we're 2 nil up, we're 3 nil up, and I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, we're going to blow this. <laughs> I'm, wa- I'm watching the whole game thinking we're going to blow it. And, you know, it was really strange to watch it that way. <laughs> Finally, we get to 3 nil. It's getting really, really late, and I'm thinking, we're not going to blow this. So it, I almost like <laughs> – it's like we won the game twice or something for me because I, I thought, you know, I'm excited that we're up 2-3-0, and then I'm thinking we're going to blow it. And then I suddenly realized, no, I, I, I misread that message. I only <laughs> glanced at it for like half a second. So the whole time we're winning this game, I'm watching it. I'm thinking we're going to blow the lead, and I'm ready to like, you know, I, I'm thinking to myself, I'm still going to be pissed because how can we blow this, you know? And we never did, so... I don't know. I thought you'd get a kick out of that. I, I thought we were going to blow it because I misread the message. <laughs> that's, I got. that's great. That is so great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I do have one other thing. So what do you think about uh, for your boy's hair? I, I want to get that bad. <laughs> I showed it to Jennifer, um, and she's she feigned excitement, which she's very good at. And, uh, yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> awesome i can't wait to see it you start growing now, come on butt. joe i talked about my wife fainting excitement i put that right on the tee for you <laughs> and you didn't even go for it come on i've been married too long brian i know better <laughs> <laughs> fair enough fair enough <laughs> okay so yeah this, i don't know someone was saying a q-tip um someone someone else was saying uh backstreet boy because it had the frosted tips <laughs> it was <laughs> it was fun i think i think i'll give that one to zach i think that was zach's calling on the backstreet there you boys. Go. um yeah so yeah it was fun it looked like they had uh one other thing about about the match um, it looked like after the match they had their their Christmas party night, and uh, yes. <laughs> and if you haven't seen it, go look for it. There is a video uh, that Joe Gomez shared of Joe Gomez and Jordan Henderson with Jenny Wynaldum singing the Jenny Wynaldum song, and it's classic. Yep. Go see it; it's awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. You know, I noticed at that Christmas party, which uh, which I guess is officially called the the Christmas do, uh, do I guess I, I some slang term for party or I don't know. Coutinho posted a lot of pictures and I, some people were, you know, trying to put two and two together that maybe this was his last one kind of thing. And that's why he posted them all. I, I'm not necessarily saying that. I think he just posted a bunch of pictures, but, um, yeah, he did. He took a lot of pictures of himself and some other players and was sending them out in places. So I, I we'll see what that means. I don't think, I don't think they'll let him leave in January and we'll, we could talk about that in January, but you know, no, they'd be crazy to do that. Crazy. No, that just won't happen. Yeah. Okay. So let's look forward a little bit. So actually, let's look forward a little bit to the Champions League. So since we were last podcasting, the Champions League draw happened, and Liverpool ends up, um, you know, with an opponent in Porto. So Brian, we have a home and away. H- how do you like this matchup with Porto? You can't argue or you can't complain about the the team that we drew there. There, there are certainly better teams that were possible, and and. Uh, you know, I, I'd like our chances against anybody in Europe over two legs, especially with the way we've been playing lately. Our, our away form has been ridiculous. And, and not to go back to the league here, but I saw a stat today that we're the first team, not in Premier League history, but the first team in top flight history. So just yeah, even predates the Premier League. Whatever, yeah. what, what is it? Four wins in a row on the road. There's four away wins in a row of by three or more goals. Jeez. Um and it's been there's some fours and fives in there. Yeah. So uh, they're playing extremely well. I'm, I'm, look, I'm 
you know, obviously a lot of things would happen between now and February, but I like our chances against Porto and, and the draw is interesting because there are some heavy, some heavy ways to play each other in this very next round. Yeah. That's, that's one of my big points is that, you know, isn't it like uh, Madrid has, it's not Madrid Munich, is it? Oh shoot. Um, oh. well, I know there's a, hang on. I'll look it up real quick. I know there's yeah, a big Bar- one with uh, PSG, right? Yeah. No, that's what it is. Isn't it? No. Cause they were in the same. No. Yeah, it is. It's, it's Madrid PSG. Yeah, Madrid. G- okay, I've got it right here. Madrid PSG. You're right. Bar- yep. is, is it Barcelona Chelsea? It's Barcelona Chelsea, Madrid PSV, Juventus, and Spurs. I mean, it's C- huge. Yeah, huge. City matches. got a great. City got a great draw against Basel. We got Porto. United got Sevilla. Madrid <sighs> PSG, as we mentioned, Roma got Shakhtar Donetsk, and uh, Bayern got Besiktas. Yeah, that that Bayern that Bayern Besiktas don't sleep on that match because a lot of the heritage between those two countries and they're really not that far apart either. They're, they're Bayern's going to shred them. Really, you think so? You don't think Besiktas nope. is going to show up to to play? I think Bayern might be in the final. Bayern's a good team. I'm not. I, I'm just trying they're to create good. drama. I hate to say it, but yeah, they are. I don't know the coaching situation. You know, I mean, they let Ancelotti go, so I mean, I don't know if they're playing better or not, but. They still have Dodgy Flapper kicking around, right? Yes, they do. <laughs> oh man. Okay. So yeah, I hate. I, I think this is going to be really interesting. I think it was a good draw for Liverpool. Um, I'll take it. I'm not going to complain, especially since you guys are t- talking about waveform. Um, and then and the first leg's away, so they come home and it's and it's Anfield um, on a famous European night. As long as they don't boo the players every time they touch the ball, I think will be it'll be a good environment too. <laughs> Yeah, I like playing the the first leg away. That that's always a uh, I don't know. That's a tiny advantage, I guess, because at least you know what you, you do at home, and especially if you can sneak an away goal. Yeah, or, or two. Heck, this team might get three or four. Who yeah, the exactly. Knows? It might be over after the first leg for the most part. I'll, Who knows? I'll take that. Yeah. I'll take that. Put uh, knocking on you know, wood. <laughs> there you go. All right. Put your boy Sturridge back out there. You know, let him start. <laughs> Oh, he might be gone by then. We'll see. You know, we didn't really talk about that. Ings played again, and I mean, I think they're, it's Brian and and it's over. We kind of we kind of talked about this. We kind of talked about this with Bullback a little bit on the at at Union Jack. I don't think he's for sale, but I think this is to kind of gain interest in a loan for the rest of the season for Danny Ings. I think they're just trying to show, look, he's back. He can play. Um, you anybody want you know that's that's struggling in attack? Maybe at Crystal Palace. Um, <laughs> maybe West Ham. Maybe West Ham looking on a loan with a with a right to buy. Who knows? We'll we'll see. Um, I might have put words in Bobak's mouth, but I, I think that it's. I think it's more of a trying to gain interest going into January. That you, you don't think there's a storage to Newcastle Bonita's connection because they need goals. They're in big trouble. <sighs> yeah, I saw that they're down in the bot- they're in the relegation zone. Um, yep. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe Danny Ings goes to Newcastle. <laughs> no, be I, fine. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if Sturridge is a is a Benitez player though. He's he's not. I, I hope we do keep him. I was kind of giving you some crap, I but uh, I, I love I love Daniel we'll Sturridge. See. I love this potential, but I, I do really wonder a lot on how well he fits the system. Yeah, we saw Solanke out there again too. So, you know, yeah, yep, you're right. We'll we'll see. Okay, so let's look forward. Let's get back to the league and uh, and FA Cup matches. So let's just let's just frame it here for you so there's no match until friday and we play at the emirates luckily arsenal has a a 
you know, sorry, let's start this over again. That's that's not the same Arsenal team that we decimated earlier this season. However, they do have a match tomorrow, Tuesday, against West Ham in the Carabo Cup. So, Brian, how you feel about this match? I feel good about it. We've been playing well, especially away. And, and like I said, we said earlier, rest of the couple of players that were playing well, I think we're going to come out with a, uh, a full-strength team, so to speak. And I think Mane's couple will be back in. I'd really like to see Mane, Firmino, and, and, and Salah up front with continuing the midfield. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I think that would be great to see. So I think, uh, you know, Arsenal, they're, they're, they're a strange team this year. They're, they've played really well some games, and they've played crappy some others. I think Ox really wants to play, so I don't know if he'll start. I think he might be a sub, uh, depending on how the game goes. But depending on wh- who Arsenal plays on Tuesday in, in their cup match, um, I don't think that Wenger's going to put out a really weak team. This is what? Is it the semifinals of this thing? Uh, it's, I getting know it's getting closer. Uh, it's getting closer. Yeah, it's getting closer. So I don't think he's going to put all of his kids out there. So I hope he you know, puts all of his you know, starters out there, and, and maybe they're not quite ready for Friday. And, and uh, you know, who knows what happens. But we'll be better rested overall, and, and I like our chance to – to get three points in, in London. So that that's always a good thing. Yeah, uh, I love it. I think if Arsenal comes out and attacks, I, I don't trust their back line. I think we shred them that way. The biggest matchup issue I see is Alexis Sanchez. Um, if he's back to playing Alexis Sanchez-wise, uh, which reports are he has been, and it depends on what um, uh, Ozil shows up as well. I, I think that's kind of where we're going to we're gonna struggle. I think their attacking potential could against our back line could be pretty scary as well. I want to see Emery Jean though in the six and I want to see him man mark. Um I want to see him man mark <laughs> um Sanchez or Ozil, one of the two. Is Sanchez fit? I think he is. I think he's been playing. Don't quote yeah. me on that. I, I I honestly I haven't been paying attention to Arsenal. I know but I do know that I've heard that Ozil's been playing a lot better. I thought he picked up a knock or something. You know what? I think that was Ramsey. Excuse me. That's that's Ramsey. Oh, poor Ramsey. Yeah, Aaron Ramsey's been Ramsey. playing great too. <laughs> Aaron Ramsey had picked up. No, Aaron Ramsey. Aaron Ramsey is out with a hamstring. <sighs> poor guy. I'm thinking. Know, I'm thinking terrible. Jack Wilshire. I'm thinking Jack Wilshire. Never mind. No, he's an idiot. He's been playing well though. No, he's still an idiot. <laughs> he is because he doesn't play for Liverpool, right? <laughs> future future Liverpool captain just to piss you off. <laughs> I, I really couldn't care less. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we both said what we're talking about, thinking about with Arsenal. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping for a win as well. Uh, it, it will be interesting to see those matchups. Then our next match, Brian, is Boxing Day when Swansea comes to Anfield Road. How are you feeling about that one? Three points I expect, and I want nothing less than three points. I don't care how we get it. Back at home, Boxing Day, big match. Swansea, we should do them. Three points. Yep, with you on that. Then it's time for the crazy. We're not going to break down matches. Uh, we don't know when we'll be back because of the holiday. It's kind of on our usual recording night, and Christmas is time to be with your family. So let's just look at it this way. Four days after that, we play Leicester City. Then then we play the the surprising Burnley at Dave Fishwick Stadium. Two days later on New Year's Day. Followed by the Ev four days after that in the FA Cup. Now, barring a replay against Everton, we have nine days off before we play 
before City comes to Anfield Road. So it's going to be quite crazy there for a little bit. Nice to have a little bit of a break in there between um, Manchester City, who probably will have at least one game in that time as well, I believe, if they're still in the Carabao Cup or there is an FA Cup replay for them, which I really doubt unless they put out all their young kids. Um, <laughs> then, then yeah, it's I like having that extra time coming into City. Uh, Brian, anything you want to say about those matches coming up? If we beat Leicester, we'll beat Burnley, and then we'll knock Everton out of the FA Cup, and then nine days off before City come to Anfield. Nine days off. You know, look, they they are that, that's almost too much. But you know, maybe we can get a draw against them. They're they're unbelievable, and you know, who knows? Maybe we beat them, but. I'm not going to predict four wins here. I'd, I'd be really happy with three wins and a draw. Brian, actually, what I'm going to – I just think I saw last night is that in that gap between Everton and the Man City, that Mane and Salah are traveling something like 6,000 miles. I don't know if there's – they can't have like a national team call up or something like that, can they? They're traveling 6,000 miles? Yeah, something like that. I, I don't, I'm not aware of a, of a Muslim holiday or anything like that. I I don't know. I haven't heard about that. And there is we'll no check it combinations. Out. Yeah, we'll, we'll look into that and maybe we'll see if we tweet it out <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, check out our Twitter. We'll give out the Twitter here at the end. But uh, interesting. Yeah, I, maybe I, they're coming to Indianapolis to hang out. Oh, that'd be great, man. I'll I'll uh, I'll drink some tea with them because I, I don't think they drink beer. So will I. <laughs> all right, so let's start wrapping it up then, Brian. That's all I have for this evening. Um, barring anything else that you want to talk about that we're not going to cover in plugs. Uh no, let's move to the plugs. All right, go ahead. Plugs non plugs for oh, Mr. Brian um, Smith. You, you, you got a plug box, you know, for yeah. that that we talked about earlier with the, you know, stepping in and during the interview. So that we mentioned that earlier. That'll be my plug for the day. Uh, my non plug though, I don't know who this guy was, but if you watched the Burnley game, they showed Klopp several times. Some knucklehead in the second row or third row at, at Burnmouth. Wearing a Pittsburgh Steelers hat, so I'm gonna I'm gonna non-plug that guy. I get it. The NFL is getting more popular in, in Europe and especially in England. They play games at, at Wembley all the time, and and heck, even you know one of the guys on Red Men TV is like apparently some big Vikings fan, which just I find to be very very interesting. I don't know how they're picking teams over there. It's probably a little bit like how you know all of us pick Premier League clubs, you know, to some extent. But, dude, you know, this Burnmouth Steelers guy, if you're going to pick a team, fine. But do better than the freaking Steelers. <laughs> They're playing well, non- Brian. They should have uh, won. won yesterday against the I don't care. The They're still Patriots. the Steelers. Non- non-plug to that guy. <laughs> non-plug to that guy. All right, man. I'll give you that. You know, he probably picked them just because they have a quarterback named Big Ben, and he, he thinks that it's a clock. <laughs> That's the, it. He, only if they did a little research and realized he's such a big douche on top of exactly. it, too. <laughs> big idiot. Oh. Uh, Oh man! All right, all right. So, so my plug uh, was able to go to Union Jack Pub in, in beautiful Broad Ripple. I'm actually going to probably do a couple plugs. Um, it was I was able to take my oldest son, um, but we have a new server, and his name is Luke. We have we have Luke squared. Did you know about this, Brian? I did not hear about this. There's double Luke. There's double Luke's Luke squared, and they're both bearded. So it, it's kind of intriguing. <laughs> That's you know I have a Luke plug. Sorry to back you up. No, nope, go but- ahead. Um, the the previous match that the that was for the Everton Derby, um, <laughs> big big Sam comes on the on the screen and uh, Jordan yells out, you know, you 
you know, be you big fat asshole or something like that at, at the screen. I can okay, see so going. He, he he yells this out at the screen at the exact moment that Luke, our server, is walking up to our area carrying the plate of people's food, and and Luke, without missing a beat, says, "Well, I'm working on it," and then just and then just like serve the food. We were like roaring for about five minutes because it was just like so perfect. And, and Luke knew exactly that you know Jordan was yelling at the coach on the screen, but he just. Just instantly said, "Yeah, I'm working on it, dude." You know, so <laughs> he is hilarious. I love Luke, man. He's great. <laughs> so yeah, two Lukes. I like two it. Lukes. All Luke right. squared, they're, and they're both bearded. So we we were trying to come up with uh with with a way to differentiate. When we were just referring to Luke, but I don't know. We'll see. Something will come. Less fuzzy. Less fuzzy because 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 <laughs> you don't want to call him old Luke because that's kind of rude. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to do that. <laughs> All right. Uh, another plug. Uh, new, there's new Luke. New Luke. I don't know. Uh, speaking of Luke, uh, Rian Johnson. I want to plug Rian Johnson. If you haven't listened to our uh, Indie Reds special edition spoiler alert podcast, and you have seen uh, the new The Last Jedi Star Wars, um, listen to our podcast. And Ryan Johnson, great job with the film. Um, I have it ranked top three. A little spoiler alert there for you guys in my in, my, in all Star Wars movies. So. We're going there. Um, non-plug is to Neil Chalupa, Batman. Um, he's leaving us and going to be moving to Columbus. So, uh, Neil, I don't know if I'll get to see you again, bud. So best wishes and take care, and we'll see you when you come back. Hopefully for an Indy 11 match uh, this season, if we have one. So, yeah. Um, that's another non-plug <laughs> is to the NASL because they suck and they can't, they're going to have a four team league. Yay. All right. Enough sarcasm. Brian, anything else you want to get back to plugs before I, before I, uh, show my foot in my mouth further? No, you're good. I'm glad you plugged the, uh, the, the star Wars podcast you guys did. So I haven't seen it yet, but I, I, I will listen to the podcast as soon as I see the movie, which will be here in a couple of days. And, uh, yeah, my boys have both seen it. They both like it as well. And, and you're, your ranking was not spoilery at all. That that's that, you're cool, man. No problem. <laughs> all right, uh, we're actually gonna. I'm uh, I'm taking off the fourth of January. I know it's weird. It's a Thursday um, <clears throat> because school hasn't started back up yet. And I'm thinking about taking uh, taking my oldest to see it again um, at the IMAX downtown. So we'll see. We'll see. I'll run that by his mother. <laughs> Cool. <laughs> Make sure she's okay with the spending the money on it <laughs> again. She, I, I, Brian, I there imagine that there'll be a, a hard eye roll on <sighs> again for Star Wars. <laughs> 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 All right. So, Brian, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it. Hey, it's always a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. All right. Thank you, fans, for listening. We really do appreciate every single download, uh, review, rating. Uh, subscription, subscribe, unscribe, subscribe, subscribe, unscribe. Um, somehow that would help us out, I guess, because I've heard that other people say doing that. Whatever. Anyway, so if you if you want to get if you want to tell your friends, that'd be awesome. Um, if you know any Liverpool soccer fans, especially, um, if you want to reach out to us, you can via email. Our email is indyredspod at gmail dot com. Once again, that is indyredspod at gmail dot com. And you can get us on Twitter at Indie Reds Pod. Once again, that is at Indie Reds Pod. And Brian, I just had a couple more plugs to to come up. Actually, plug um, away. Stu Holton uh, put together a uh, a charity match for Houston um, that was last night, and uh, and it looked like a lot of fun. It was good to see a lot of the old players out there. I didn't watch it, but I, I saw a clip of of Deuce uh, scoring a bicycle kick. Uh, that yeah, Stu that Holden was a nice goal. Up. Yeah, it was pretty nice. No, Stu, Stu Holden was saying it was off a dummy. Um, 
But also, <laughs> I don't know if you if uh, if you were on Twitter late last night, but uh, Kyle Martino was down there and he was trying to get back uh, to his family, and uh, he got caught up in that whole um, Atlanta airport no power deal. So yep. they said there are people everywhere trying to find a place to sleep or whatever. So he he ends up and he's walking down the interstate two miles to his house. But he, or not just house, excuse me, to his hotel that he got for the night. And, uh, and then he, he ended up having to, uh, to leave at midnight to go to, to Charlotte, drive from Atlanta to Charlotte so he can get a flight home. Pretty crazy stuff, if you ask me, but, um, is what it is. Plug to Kyle Martino for, for being there. Um, I don't know if any of the other USSF president or presidential candidates were there, but this might have also been a prior commitment. But, um, but yeah, uh, it was, it's kind of interesting, interesting to see. Kyle Martino, former Indie Reds podcast guest. And my best friend. Uh, no, I actually, I really, if, if oh, yes, another plug. Um, so if you <laughs> haven't listened to his interview on uh, the Grant Wall podcast, I highly recommend it. He, I love everything that at least that he says. I don't know how he's able to do it or he'll be, if, if he'll be able to do it. I have faith that he will. But um, right now, if I had a vote, he'd get my vote. Um, he's the best one that I've heard interviewed so far on that Grant Wall podcast. And he's interviewing every single USSF president, Trump candidate, that will come on. Cool. So, okay. Well, that's going to do it, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, please continue to listen. We love you guys. I'm Joe Dilling signing off for the Indie Reds podcast. You'll never walk alone. <laughs>